Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Our sponsors today, Mainstream Marketing, the Belleville Meat Market, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather. It's... I think the rain's over for a little bit, <laughs> finally, hopefully. But uh, looking for today, uh, partly cloudy, becoming partly cloudy and windy, high near 61 today. Northwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Higher wind gusts are possible. Right now it's 61 down on the island in Galveston tonight. We're looking at some clouds in the evening. They'll give way to mainly clear skies overnight with a low near 45. North-northwest winds 15 to 25. And then tomorrow... Looks like a sunny day, high 56 down on the island, north-northwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. So things are looking better. I hope this rain goes away for quite a while. All right, looking at uh, tides today, this is a four-tide schedule. We're sitting on a high right now at the Galveston Channel. But we have a low coming up at 10.58 a.m. It's a negative 0.6, a high at 7.11 p.m. and 0.8, and then a low at 10.54 p.m. and 0.7. 7.11 a.m. is sunrise, 5.53 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase, 99%. That's three full moons in a row at 99%, which is unusual. All right, looking at uh, current conditions right now, down at the Galveston Channel, it is 61 degrees, 54-degree water, north-northwest wind at 9 to 10. That front's just starting to clear the coast, and at Eagle Point, it's pretty much the same, 59 degrees with 55-degree water northwest at 6 to 10. So things are shaping up, looking better. All right, well, let's get to the phone lines. Let's run over to the Golden Triangle area, and let's uh, check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what's up. Good morning, Bill. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Well, I was uh, I was about to run a fishing trip this morning, but uh, they kicked that wind advisory up to 25 to 30. And right. I ain't going. I don't blame Northwest you. wind, northwest wind after a, you know all that muddy water that's running into the mm-hmm. lake. I, I just don't want to test myself that hard. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's just uh, the conditions right now are. It's just going to settle down another day or two. Yeah, I figured. No doubt. I figured. You know, it, it's not like. I don't have any confidence I could catch fish, but that's just really difficult. Northwest wind on Sabine Lake, and right after a hard rain, yeah, that seven be... inch rain on top of that, the that's day before, God suicide. That's God suicide. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't make any money. By taking people on a zero fishing trip, <laughs> right? I'm just not. I'm not going to do that. Let it settle down a day or two, and we'll get them. Not like I mean, this this whole month has been a blowout, and you know sometimes January has some really good stretches of weather. Yeah, you and get sometimes a decent it, um, January every now and then. 
Yeah. It's uh but traditionally I might run one trip in January. I mean something happens right there at uh, I think everybody's attitude is, Hey, I'm tired, I've been hunting, I've been fishing, I'm I quit. In February it fires that you know, fires back yeah. on again. So it's uh it's not a total loss. It's uh every once in a while you have to stop and work on your equipment and re re spool reels all that stuff. So here we are. It's all right. I'm thinking that uh all that fresh water running into the lake in different places. I noticed that the Natchez River at Beaumont is muddy. Um and it seemed like to me that there's a whole lot of water coming in off the natures right now. Yeah. So I, that's going to push those fish back toward the lake. It's definitely going to relocate things. I kind of think that uh, the Sabine River, it's not showing too much high water. But um, I think, you know, it, it's going to show that all the fish are going to go be back into the lake now, yeah. which is, you know, if we had another really bad cold spell right now, that would put those fish in danger somewhat. But hopefully we won't have another bad freeze. Well, we'll, get, that, we'll get uh, right back there. We, we give each trout a lot more credit than they're, <laughs> than they're due they're not as smart as we think they are. You know, the pattern's been really starting in November. All these fish were in rivers and upstream and bayous and all that stuff. Like it was oh, going to yeah. be a cold winter. But uh, they didn't know these floods were coming. <laughs> so you know, hey, no. you know, we gave them credit for uh, establishing a deep pattern, you know, for the cold weather coming up. And now the floods have hit. And so, hey, here we go again. Here we go Start typical, all over, brother. <laughs> typical southeast Texas weather, you know? Yes, without a doubt. But we'll get them. They can run, but they can't hide. <laughs> true. So true. So well, Texas what you, has gone uh, to a... What's that? I said Texas has gone to their limit now. They've uh, finally decided... Yeah, they uh, that happened Thursday. That was a done deal. Well, it's not in effect yet, but I think uh, probably around March or so it will become a reality. Oh, really? I, I thought it was already in effect. I didn't know. No, no. It's just, well, the way people are acting right now, <laughs> you'd think it was in effect. I mean, we're only talking <laughs> two, two fish from five to three. It, uh, I didn't hear this much squawking when they went from 10 to 5 when they cut it in half. Yeah. Well. A lot of finger uh, pointing. I mean, just, you know, I, I've been reading stuff for two days on, on the Internet, and just it's nasty. It's, <laughs> everybody's it an expert. Yeah. They're blaming Most the government. You know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's, it's. What they don't realize is this was this all came from the fishermen. The fishermen asked for this. I mean, they gave them a chance to to speak their piece, and and the majority, I'd say, probably eighty eighty percent of the people that uh, you know got involved in verbally, and uh, they wanted this. They want they want yeah. a better fishery, and I mean, we don't know unless we try it. You just. Uh, Will this work? Maybe not. It may not even make a bit of difference. But you got to try. You got to try. Give it a shot, and then we'll know. You know, you never know when the well, next disaster's you know lurking down the road. Another freeze. No, you don't. You know, more hurricanes. Right. I mean, we just we just don't know. But this we can yeah. at least control and try to make a difference. Hur it's hurricanes, floods, and tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, and anybody that can realistically say that the fisheries uh, 
as good now as it ever was. They're lying to themselves. They're delusional. I mean, no, I've, it's not as good I've, as it ever was. No, and I've uh, I've been around a long time, probably too long. <laughs> but uh, I, when I first started guiding, there weren't limits. Then they went to twenty. Then they went to ten. Then to five, and now we're down to three. So <laughs> something's got to, you know, got to give. Well, so fifteen to twenty is the limit now, but you can keep one over That's twenty-eight. That's a proposal. It uh, no one over thirty. They they went ahead and made it thirty. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a fish of a lifetime, you know. That's a fish of a lifetime. For anybody. Catch one oh, wow. you know, over thirty. That's that's uh that's a true fish of a lifetime, a trophy. You think they're gonna go to a tagging system for that fish? Uh, I think they will, uh for the you know, twenty twenty five licenses. I think it'll come to that. They'll do a tagging thing. And that's okay. uh, that's basically for you know to cover themselves for you know somebody catches a state record and they right. want to kill that fish you know for that purpose. Oh well, maybe they'll probably do the same thing like they did the redfish. You send your tag in and you can get another one back in the mail. Yeah, well, well yeah, we'll see how that materializes, but uh, it's uh. You know, it's a shame it's come to this, but, you know, they, I, I read a lot of things where people were spouting off saying, well, you know, they never give back once they take, but they do, actually. <laughs> we went from five to three, you know, from Matagorda down, and they actually gave them back, you know, they went back to five fish. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, they did give that back. Now they're wanting to put more emphasis on reds. They want a lot of people are wanting. Well, why don't you give us five reds then? And I mean, you just you can't make everybody happy. It's just got to we we got to live with what uh, you know. They're the managers of our fishery, TPNW, yeah. and they they've uh, got a better perspective on it. I think they ought to make their uh, their samplings a lot more available to the public. A lot of people, unless they don't know to go and research that, they don't know where to find it. And I think they need to be more more open with that and let the people see what their graphs show and, you know, oh, all yeah. those things, you know, of how the state of the fishery coastwide and uh, from bay to bay. And you can get that information. You just got to dig for it, but uh, a lot of people don't. Yeah, but and it would it would be easier if they would just print it out there where you could just reach it real easy. Yes. And uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit for hours searching the internet trying to figure out where all that stuff is. Exactly. It's uh, it'd be better if they that. made it a lot more available to the you know general public. Yeah, I think that people would understand it better. The their data is real good. If you you look up the graphs and the, for each individual bay and for the coastwide and all that stuff, you can actually see the trends and you can see where we had bad floods. You can see where we had freezes and all of that cool stuff. It's just fascinating. But And you can see how the fisheries have rebounded after certain events. But... Um, you know that's hard. That's hard to get that out there. I guess is, but they, if they made it a little bit more available, it would be. You know, those of us that are really interested could see it better. I'm, I mean, I go, I go by and visit them every once in a while and mm. just look at the trends and trend lines and the graphs and and see if what I'm seeing on the water agrees with what they're seeing. Right. And generally, it does. Generally, yes. I, I, you know, what I'm thinking. What I see on the water agrees with with all their data. So, and it always has been that way since I started back in '99. Right. So, so I don't know. It's uh, people. 
people generally do not trust the government anymore. Well, Any you, government. you can't blame them by what we see on, you know, when you watch the news and see what the, you know, the clown show going on up in D.C. I mean, seriously. <laughs> clown show, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah. it, uh, you know, it just sticks in everybody's craw and nobody's, you know, they just, they don't put trust into things like that. And, and I understand that. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. but I do understand another thing too, you know, I've, I've seen a lot over the years and we are, uh, we're not what we should be. We're not, uh, rebounding like we should. You know, I've been through, it's like the 89, you know, the 83 freeze and 89 freeze. I mean, we rebounded pretty quick after those. I mean, we had a good mix of age classes of fish all the way up to the most mature ones, you know, in four or five years, we were. We were looking big time, and uh, yeah. it's uh, there. There's other issues. I don't think it's just by the the harvest numbers from from Marod and Real fishermen. I think it's got a lot to do with habitat and environmental. You know, all the look at the look at the disasters on this Upper Texas coast with droughts and freezes and hurricanes and spills and everything else. All, all that's just it's been ten years of just really negative. <laughs> negative effects on our our base systems boy you're uh, right it really has i mean and i never saw that in the 30 years prior to that that i've been around we saw some things but nothing that lasted that long that just one thing after another let me knock this break out bill i'll be right back all right you're listening to the outdoor show we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 419 here in the Bayou City. Okay, Bill, we're back, my friend. That's the best song that Hendrix ever did. That was a good I one. Guarantee that was a good that one. That was a good one. That, that He was at the pit All of around his the Watchtower. Yep. That, uh, that was fun to try to play. I never could master it right. <laughs> <laughs> That guy was, he was great. He was. They say he was a really nice fella, too. Just uh, got off into stuff he shouldn't have got into. That's it. And drugs has taken many of them down over the years. Oh, yeah, man. Just, you think about it, it's pretty sad. Look at the career but anyway, he's lately had ahead of him. And I've, what, DOD on like vodka or rum or something? Something. Yeah. I think he probably, uh, he probably just succumbed to what everybody else succumbs to. You know, you, yeah. the pressure on that business is pretty pretty high. You want to be your best, and you know it's, it's real easy. And it's the the pills are so readily available, the alcohol yeah. and that. Well, they don't mix. I mean, you know, back in the back in the day when they were creating all those all that good music through the '60s and '70s. And, uh, in the music studios, they had a, a big bowl of cocaine in the break room. Good God. Oh, yeah. I, I that was to, candy for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I talked to a musician that, that did a whole lot of those songs, and he said, man, it was just, you know, there. Just a big bowl of it in the break room, and you could go in there and take a snort. That, <laughs> oh, they all thought that was just... Yeah, keep on skinning and grinning. <coughs> anyway, that's enough about that. Yeah, <laughs> enough enough sadness to go around all the way. But this is Plenty a big fun show. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yes, it is. Well, but uh, you know, it, I think that uh, I think we'll be able to catch some fish when all this stuff settles down. We've been in a drought for months, and then all of a sudden. The water's back, and it's just going to have to, the, the fish will readjust, and like I've always said, the, the key to fishing Sabine Lake or Trinity Bay is water. Where is the fresh water? How far has it advanced, and how far will it push the fish? And it generally takes 
a couple of weeks for them to totally relocate when you get that much fresh water. Yeah, get in their comfort zone or get, you know, to, to depths where they can get under it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's totally not going to kill them. No. They're used ain't. to it. That's... But it's, they, uh, if it's bad enough, it'll flush them out into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, but uh, well, we saw that with Harvey. That was a flusher. Yeah, that was, that was bad. That was really bad. Well, it, you know, what's so unusual? It only takes a, about a week to just totally destroy a base system with fresh water, but it takes months yeah. for it to come back. Mm-hmm. And all you, you know, those fish, they don't. They don't wake up every morning and say, hey, uh, I got a bunch of fresh water coming in here. I need to swim south. Yeah, they just wait till it hits. They don't, they don't think like that. It's not, no. It's not, not like they have a conscious thought. Yeah. No, they, they just kind of start easing along. They just run on instinct you know, like any other wild animal, you know? Yeah, they just swim. That's and it. they can swim, shoot, seven to nine miles a day. Just Easily. easing along. They catch the right yeah, currents. They, they, they can swim farther than that. They got oh, a good yeah. tailwind behind them, buddy. <laughs> they can go. So Hell, I remember know, one time we were tagging reds up at the HLNP outfall, and uh, we were tagging reds that day, and they released some over the wall into the bay. And in less than 24 hours, one of those redfish that we tagged was caught at the North Jetty. <laughs> all the way from the north end of Trinity Bay to the North Jetty, just overnight. He got yeah, a tag in him, like, and he like said, "25 miles." Well, if uh, you run it from there and around Smith Point and straight to the jetties, yeah, about 32 miles, I'd say. <laughs> That's getting that guy it. was swimming. He said, "I'm I'm hey. out of here." Yeah, <laughs> yeehaw! Got new territory to survey. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. But uh, they just eat But that was a redfish, too. I don't think a trout can cover water like that. But them redfish can cover some water. I mean, I've melted trolling yes. motors down chasing them in open water. Oh, that's right. You, know, you get on them, and six or seven miles later, you're still on them. You're chasing them, you know, and catching them yeah. in tournaments. So it's, uh, but again, they're just doing what, they're just seeking the level of salinity that they want. In a right. case of a redfish, they might not even be doing that. They may just be tooling along looking, you know, mm -hmm. looking for something to eat. And it, it might carry them, a, you know, many miles in a day. True. But I've, I've noticed that on Sabine Lake, when we get a big bunch of fresh water coming in, that it takes one to two weeks to get them to mid lake. Right. And then um, down from there, if it stabilizes and they find what they want, they'll hang around in that area for a while. Right. And then they'll move on down, you know, if it keeps coming or they might just stop and hang out for a while. Mm -hmm. but it's uh, but it takes about two to three weeks for the bulk of them to get from one end of Sabine Lake to the other. And if that's if the fresh water just keeps coming, 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 they'll move right on down to Blue Buck Point and on down to the Causeway Bridge and then they'll mill around right in there where the water mixes. The Gulf of Mexico is powerful enough that it can push those rivers back on a high tide, so the bait fish and everything will get stuck in that zone that wherever they set up, they'll tend to hang where the the saltwater and freshwater is just about button heads, and and usually that's where you're going to find your fish. That's it. They're going to hope hopefully collaborate with the bait. Well, they're all and you I'm, know they're all the same, and they're all they all pretty much stick together. The bait doesn't like them trying to stick with them, but uh, no. the decoys <laughs> they, they draw the trout that's and the right. redfish in. Yeah, you find your bait and. You know, we're kind of in a transition zone right now where we've had some cold weather and there's probably not a lot of little shrimp left in the bay. They've probably pretty much left by now. Um, and you're going to be, 
getting your little young spawn of the year in February to March, the little uh, pogey that are spawned in the gulf, that will become the main prey as it comes back into the system. And even even if they're half inch, three-quarter inches long, everything eats them. That's just like tender vittles. Well, look at all the shad that grow up in the marsh, you know, that are spawned up there, and when they start coming out into the bay from the marsh, all the bayous and drains. Oh, yeah, that's right. You get it from both ends. You get it from both ends. There's a, a whole lot of mature pogey out there in the Gulf that, that spawn out there, and then they, they get swept in on the spring tides and flood the bay, and the, the cycle begins again. It's, uh, and there's always, I think there's always a bunch of smaller pogey because they, I don't know what their spawning cycle is, but there'll be small ones throughout the year. So it's like, well, oh, they do it several do times. Spawn? I think so. I think they spawn several times. I think they do too. Cause <laughs> it's just a never ending supply of them coming out. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of those and that, that's one of our main forage fish over here. Well, yeah, that's, that's a pretty much a main diet in warm water. For these trout other than shrimp now the, is the, good. the shrimp nothing nothing turns down a shrimp if they can find it i don't if there's enough shrimp they're going to go to the shrimp but uh if, if given that there's a lot of pogey there they'll still eat those two and i can't believe all the comments on those uh threads that i was reading where they were people that they just don't know they complain about bycatch well <laughs> there's not any bycatch anymore i mean there's, not there's only a handful of shrimpers left no everybody they want to see bycatch they should have seen what was going on in the 80s and 90s when opening opening weekend on may the 15th or it just it'd be Three or four hundred shrimp boats in Trinity Bay, two or three hundred in East Bay, all up and down the channel. I mean, it just—it it was a flotilla out there, people dragging nets. It's not like that anymore. Just a handful no. left. That's right. We've run them yeah, out of no. business, blaming them for our decline in uh, fish populations when it uh, wasn't them to start with. No. It wasn't them, I don't think. No. I, I think, think it's so other environmental factors. Uh, yes, it was. Exactly. Habitat loss. Oh, yeah. You know, is, it, is it aggravating to follow a shrimp boat and watch him pull his nets up and everything gets dumped on the deck and they just shove it off the back and it's dead? That's That really gets to you in a way. It does. But, but it, in the scheme of things, that might have hurt a lot of the sand trout that we don't see too many big sand trout anymore. Maybe that was yeah, but part the shrimpers have been gone for years now. I mean, we can't blame. But they've that been gone for years. For years, no, man. It, and they hadn't rebounded. No, it might have. It might have started the trend, but that that's no excuse for why they don't come back now. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the cycle it. of a trout, you know, is anywhere from six to nine years, just like a white-tailed deer. Yeah, that's right. Now, redfish are different. They can live 40, 50 years. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember that's how old that redfish was. It was caught, the, you know, the world record. It was caught in, I think, in North Carolina or somewhere like that. And it was 90-something pounds. And they said that fish, I think they said 60 years old. <laughs> wow, that's like a big gar. Yeah. That's almost prehistoric, man. I thought well, I'd see that on my laptop. I'm looking for it. But I could have sworn <laughs> I saved it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, world record redfish. I'm I'm thinking it was a it was up there in around ninety somewhere. Let's see here. I found something. 
This has got to be the page. Needs to jump out at me. Well, here's some quick facts about a red drum. Uh, the lifespan of a red drum can exceed 40 years. And uh, Well, that's long enough for them suckers to live. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the average weight of one that big would that old. Oh, I don't know. I don't know with that one that they... Man, I could have swore this page had that world record on it. I guess not. They grow pretty fast until they get. Now, here's uh, another one that says red drum can live up to 60 years old. <laughs> and adults mature by three years, three to five years of age. And female uh, drum, you know, red drum reach sexual maturity at age three and spawn at dusk in coastal waters near passes and inlets and bays. So a three-year-old redfish would be how long, do you think? Well, it'd have to be, you know, over, you know, 28 inches or so for it to start uh, spawning. That's some considered pretty incredible a, growth yeah, right there. Yeah, they grow fast. Yeah. I think they get 16 inches the first year. They do grow quick. Wish trout would do that. Yeah. Well, they they do actually grow pretty fast. I think they get uh, well to and get ten twelve inches they, the first year. Yeah, they they uh, grow fast up the first year and then they slow it down. It kind of depends on when during that three month period they spawn. You know, that's kind of depends on how big they'll be for the next year. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll carry those eggs around for a long time, and and honestly, there's to to what I see, there's way more female trout than there is male. Here it is on Red Drum. They're fast growing uh, fish, reaching approximately eleven inches and one pound in its first year, seventeen to twenty-two inches and three and a half pounds in two years, and then twenty-two to twenty-four inches, six to eight pounds in three years. The red drum record. Here we go. Let's see if I can get this to open up. The red drum record. Where, where did it go? Can't keep up with it. Uh, it was 94 pounds and was caught on the East Coast. And the uh, current st Texas state record is 59 and a half pounds. That's pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a, a big redfish. That's a monster. Wow. Yeah. No joke. Yes, sir. You imagine 94 pounds? Oh, yeah. man. Catch that Look weight, on to that bad boy. Yeah, there you go. You'd be there a while. Well, not need a, really. Need a bigger boga grip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. All right, yeah, Bill, I, I got to run, buddy. Too. That's right. All right, brother. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you, give them a number, man. 409-673-9211. All right. You got it, my friend. We'll have a good weekend and uh, hope we can get some fair weather ahead of us. Let's oh, I, I'm thinking it's coming. Get everybody back on the water, man. Take care, buddy. See you, man. Later. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins. It's time for a break. We'll be right back. Morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 439 here in the Bayou City. Let's go check in with Richard Tosh, the fish dude. Richard, what's up? Not like Mickey, how are you this morning? Well, I'm good, man. How are you? You know I'm good. It just it rained some more last night up here, but it's all right. It's, yeah, it rained in my house too, man. It's raining everywhere. <laughs> I'll tell you what, good night. That's We've had enough dying water for a while. I'm just glad to see Louisiana's getting it because after their drought, you know, and all that. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'll tell you what, there's there's lots of critters out moving this morning. I was, I'm already 
they're calling for wins today, so they're making this a trailer tournament. So it's uh, well, I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, they they started paying attention to safety anymore, not like it was back in the '80s and '90s. You know, where we had the shotgun starts and all that right. good stuff, and go go no matter what. But uh, now they just you know you got different weigh-in times and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, that's the thing. I and like me, I get so dang excited I haven't been able to sleep. I mean, I still get wound up behind these things. I, I told myself yesterday, I said, I'll be, I'll try to get on, because we can't launch the boat till five o'clock, start fishing at seven. And, uh, but uh, I told myself, well, I'll get started on my way over there at four or so. And, you know, don't, wasn't going to worry about making breakfast this morning or anything. And, and, uh, stay about about one o'clock, I started waking up. Couldn't go, couldn't get, get back to sleep. So finally at three, I said, foot on it. Got up, made me some breakfast. Got everything in the boat ready to go. And uh, just trying to trying to get there for anybody else. But I see one guy's just fixing to beat me. <laughs> he just passed me. And that's, I've been sitting on this uh, corner down here by Powell Park. I'm going over here to Five Fingers to launch. And uh, I was trying to get in there, you know, for anybody else. But that's all right. I mean, it's... It is what it is, and there's. Uh, he well, let me know when you need to go, and I'll uh, move on. But no, uh, I'm I'm good. I just saw I mean, him. He, he can't smoke. start fishing for two hours and twenty minutes. Right, but to get into the get into a spot, you know, there's. Oh, you can put in and get to the spots you want to fish, and then wait till seven, and then cast. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. So I, well, I, that is I, that I'll does make there. a difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference, especially you know, on some of these spots, because there's there's some little bitty areas that these fish are kind of ganging up on right now. So, and everybody's after the same spots, because that's yesterday I fought off four boats on one spot. Here comes another, one. but uh, yeah, I fought off four boats on one spot yesterday, and then there's just about every place we're going is there's going to be lots of lots of people sitting. So, that's uh. That's one of the things. Just like when that boat, that first boat came by me just a minute ago, I saw he had to stop down there for three deer. I have seen more deer this morning than I've ever seen over here. Ever. Really? I mean, it's a. I mean, I've out of all the years I've been coming over since the mid '80s, I've not seen more than maybe three or four deer in the mornings at all. This morning, I bet I've seen thirty. Man, I mean, wolf they're moon. everywhere. Well, we're on the third I full know. moon of this uh, cycle. How about that? Three full moons back to back. That's crazy. But, I mean, the deer are everywhere. I even saw a bobcat this morning so far. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty neat. You know, because I'd like to say, that just means the fish ought to bite good. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's, uh, that's, everything's up and moving. So, that's why everybody's trying to get there early because you get on that right spot. You know, you can jump, you can get that get early a limit bite. real quick. Yeah. Yep. Get that early bite going, get a quick limit. So that's what everybody's trying to do right now anyway. So, but, and I'm ready. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm overly anxious is what it is, you know, it's, and that's, that's typically the way it is for these tournaments. That's why I like it so much. Cause you get all pumped up, the adrenaline gets running and, but I got two days worth. So today is just day number one. So we'll see how it goes and then get tomorrow going too. So I hope well, there'll be a slight change of game plans on it and everything, but that high, the water has come up a little bit. I hadn't, hadn't checked it, but you know, like Conrad, I checked it. At least it's down. It's two Oh two forty eight, I believe right now on Conroe this morning. So yeah, it's still two and a half lake. foot above pool. Right. Well, see when it hits two Oh three, they shut the lake down and I already saw notices where they're going to open it this morning because it's going to be below two Oh three. So, so, uh, the lake should be open this morning and, uh, it just be, have to deal with the falling water conditions cause it's falling quick. Right. I know they, they're probably getting ready to slow down on the release a little bit to kind of give some relief downstream, but there's not a whole lot they can do. You know, once they, once it gets high, they got to get it out because it's, you don't want, you don't want to lose the dam no matter what. So that's, cause that's a big killer right there. That'll kill everybody downstream. I got you. So, uh, well, I'll let you get going, Richard. I know you're, you're amped up and you're ready to get that boat in the water and go get on your spot, but 
Hey, throw your number out. Somebody wants to call you when you get back in town, brother. All right, Nick, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. Good luck to you. Break a leg and I uh, hope your first fish is a nine plus this morning. I would love it. I had be a hell of a way to yet. start the day, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would. All right, Appreciate dog. it, brother. Hey, right. you be safe out there, brother. Later, man. Yes, sir. All right. All right bye. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's putting in at five fingers. That's a good place to put in in a, in a cold front, especially with a high northwest wind going to be coming up. So that'll, uh, it's a good protected area. And, boy, there's a lot of, lot of uh, water to fish. Just You can spend a whole day in five fingers and never fish all of it. Not not thorough so hope he does good man he's due he didn't do bad last weekend out all those boats that's not bad all right let's run down to matagorda let's check in with our good friend captain charlie p charlie good morning good morning how are What's you up buddy nothing resting up now uh, yeah went out there looking around yesterday right and, uh, me and randy bossick went out just Oh, Randy. I hadn't seen him in a while. I like Randy. He's a good guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He uh, recently lost his wife and uh, oh. trying to get things back together. But Poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, we got out there looking around yesterday, and uh, we went to the west end of the bay. and I think we caught about seven trout, and, and uh, the water was just emerald green you know when we got out there but uh right about 10 10 30 that wind went east and really started humping and kind of messed things up but everywhere we, we went mickey we caught you know a fish it wasn't nothing nothing big time but mm. uh at least there's a few out there true that's good yeah i i didn't see uh you know i saw never saw a dead fish anywhere and uh, just a few white pelicans on the west end. Uh, Nick Mosley came with a group out of uh, Sargent over to the west end. We're all fishing the west end of the bay, and he said that the east end was just full of uh, pelicans. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, dead fish. Anyway, yeah. Dead bait. Anyway. Dead something. Dead something yeah. and all them pelicans are there them white pelicans right but uh the water was beautiful absolutely beautiful i think that water temperature was like 54 so we got a little life but you know there hadn't been many people out not many at all and uh, a lot of trash around in the water i know when I got down the afternoon before, man, the harbor was just covered with trash. And uh, it all shifted over to the west end. In fact, a couple of the boat ramps you couldn't even use. You couldn't even launch a boat. I'm sure they will clear all that stuff out today, though. Lots of lots of trash coming down that river. Yeah. yeah. Well, wonder, wonder if that will move them fish out of the river. Uh, I think it will. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the major part of the, the runoff of this this was all local runoff that's there now. But I, yeah, I what's coming down? It, I True. don't think that's got there yet. Yeah, I don't think it's crested yet. No, no. There's quite a bit of water coming down. Uh, you got to flush it out every now and then. That's no big deal. Uh, right. At least we got a few fish to catch out there. Sure. And you know, yeah. And we, you know, you're fighting this crazy full moon and uh, and high pressure. We had high pressure sitting on us, way above thirty yesterday. And uh, uh, next week we've got a warming trend, don't we, for about four or five days? Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, be kind of mid sixties every day. Perfect January weather. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. So 
Especially what we've been dealing with this month. You know, it's been a roller coaster of weather patterns, man. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty crazy. It really has. Really has. I'd like to hope that it was over with, but Jesus, we've had some of our worst freezes in February. We don't know oh, what's no. coming. Yeah, don't, don't say the F word. No freezes. Yeah. We don't need any more of that. We dodged a bullet with this last one. One more day of that, and we might have had some problems. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, we'll, uh, like we'll find out more next week on what we have. I'm doing with all your hunting. Duck hunting ends this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, duck season is over uh, tomorrow evening at sunset. It's over. Yeah. Then you got your old uh, white crow season. It'll hang on for a while. You know, they'll have recorder season and all that. But I think everybody's about had enough hunting, ready to do something else. Get back to fishing. You getting any feedback on these limits? Y'all shouldn't be. Y'all are used to three fish. No. You know, they gave you five back. Now they're going to cut you back to three, you know, but uh, it didn't. uh, That ain't that that bad a change for y'all. Y'all grew accustomed to it. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Not really. They've already, you know, we. All the stuff I've been reading, there is some, man. Wanting to give them a little cheese with that wine, man. It's just, boy, people are just, about half of the post are for it and the other half are against it. Well, let those people get out and try to catch three fish right now. Well, that's true. For any yeah. time, you know. And, you know, maybe, a lot of them Maybe they'll come to are, their senses over it. They're whining about it, lucky to catch one or two when they go. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy just going out there catching a big bucket of big golden croakers, but that ain't going to happen. No, no. Uh-huh. You know, and it, you know, we see the decline in our trout fishing because that's what we fish for. But right. we don't take in consideration. Look at look at the decline in guff trout, sand trout, croaker. I mean, the you know the Atlantic croaker has been on decline for the last twenty years. A lot of species have, and it's, uh, we can't blame it on fishing pressure. Can't blame it on the shrimpers because there's not any anymore. There's a handful left. You remember right. all the shrimpers there used to be, just tons of them. And they've, uh, Unbelievable how many there were at one time. That's it, all the buyback program and everything else, and it just kind of phased them out. It wasn't feasible for them to stay in business. They weren't making any money anyway. They were just, they were losing money. Right. And uh, can't blame it on them anymore. Now we're blaming it on ourselves. And uh, there's just a lot more behind it than just the we the people. I mean, but yeah. we're the only. I think that that's, uh, you know, our wade fishing is not, not as good as it used to be. And, and not having those shrimp boats out there possibly pushing those fish to the shoreline. Well, we saw that, you know, we saw a difference in our wade fishing once the shrimpers thinned out because they used to push a lot of those fish to the shorelines and the bait because they were, you know, had all the middle covered up. Yeah. I don't ever see sheets of mullet anymore. Nope. Big paws of mullet. Yeah, there's another another thing, decline of mullet. Yeah. So it's... This goes deeper than than we know, and I'm by any means I'm not even close to being a marine biologist, but I just I just live off of what I see and uh, the experience I've had over the years, and I've seen it seen it in all aspects of all species of fish, except yeah. gaff top and hardheads. <laughs> right, boy, <laughs> in the decline of the gaff top. I just think that they're, I think the gaff top, they may be in decline too, but we used to have so many trout, you never caught gaff top because there was too many trout, you know. You, yeah. The gaff top didn't have a chance. And now there's more of them and they overwhelm the trout schools. Right. Because I used to lick my chops. I'd find a, a lot of slicking going on in the middle of the, on these reefs in the middle of the mud in the middle of the bay. And uh, 
you get on those gaff tops that, well, I'm kind of behind them a little bit, speed that trolling motor up, and I just start working those farthest slicks, and that's where the trout and the reds were. Yeah. Then the next time you'd hit them, a gaff top would be in front and other other species in the back. You just got to figure it out. Right. I know uh, last year we we did not catch hardly any sand trout. And the year before, they were playing in the butt. They were everywhere. I don't know what happened to them. Just uh, disappeared. Yes, sir. So. Things have changed. You got to adapt and go with it. Figure it out. All you can do. Yes, sir. Keep All plugging away. Do. Hey, yep. beats sitting on the couch. Jesus Christ. Go out fishing. Make some cash. Just enjoy the outing. Yes, sir. Breathe some good salt air. That's it, dog. Yep. All right, man. Well, looks like uh, everybody will get to. Get out next week. I think so. I think there'll be more people out than you think. Yeah, everybody's ready for a break. Get those breaking boats the in the water. I wonder what kind of records they're breaking selling boats at the boat show. I don't know. Hadn't heard. Yeah. Well, as cheap as they are, they ought to be selling them like hotcakes. I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) Interest rates, everything's cheap. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Well, Charlie, if somebody wants to come over and fish with you, how do they get a hold hold of you, buddy? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, man. Charlie, have a good weekend. Hope you catch him next week. I'll check in with you. Take care, Mickey. All right, bud. Later. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski over in Matagord. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.